0: Three Times Lucky by Sheila Turnage Chapter Four Meeting Up at Lavender's Mr. Jesse lingered over lunch the next day. This pudding ain't right, he said, a fleck of meringue clinging to his unshaven chin. Take it off my bill. I eyed the half-eaten dessert du jour. The Colonel's banana pudding is county-renowned, County renowned, Mr. Jesse, I said. You're just suffering from sticker shock. It happens every time you order dessert. Dale rolled his eyes. The colonel says if you handed Mr. Jesse a $2 sandwich wrapped in a $20 bill, he'd still complain about the price. I can't take back half a pudding, Mr. Jesse, I said. You know I can't. He slapped four George Washingtons on the counter. Count whatever you charge for that pudding as your tip, he growled and stalked off, glaring like the afternoon sun. The colonel strolled in from the kitchen and tossed his apron on the counter. You two have performed above and beyond the call of duty he said, watching mister Jesse disappear down the lane. You're at liberty for the rest of the afternoon. We sprinted out the door for the door before he could change his mind. Wanna go fishing? I asked Dale as the door banged shut behind us. He drained his soda and crumpled the can. Not until mister Jesse settles down about that boat. It's not that I'm scared of getting caught, he added, giving me a quick look. It's just that I'm too pretty to do hard time. Lavender already told me. Lavender, as I may have mentioned, is Dale's big brother. Hey, Dale said, flipping his empty can to me. Practice me. Dale dreams of being the first rising sixth grader to be drafted by a high school football team. This is because he sings in church, which his daddy says is sissified. Football ain't. Dale may not know much from the classroom, but his recess skills are legendary. He's small, but he's a wildcat of a receiver and fearless when he goes up again for a pass. I sighed. ''Button hook on three, I said. He set up to my left. ''Set,'' I said, looking right and left. ''Down, hut, hut, hut.'' Dale sprinted across the parking lot. I dropped back three paces and did a neat button hook. My pass sailed high, but he climbed into the air like a cat scrambling up a tree and snagged it. Touchdown! ''I'm going to home to check on Mama,'' he called, veering across the parking lot to his bike. Dale's protective of Miss Rose. ''You want to meet up at Lavender's?'' he asked. ''We can watch him work on his car.'' visit lavender the day went golden sure i said trying to sound casual see you there we got two streets in tupelo landing first street where the cafe sits and last where lavender lies we like to say if you're looking for somebody in tupelo landing you'll find them first and last i discovered lavender working in his front yard the hood of his faded red monte carlo up while he tinkered i settled in the cool dense shade of a water oak and told him about Joe Starr's visit, even though he'd probably heard it from five other people before me. He stayed quiet until I got to the Colonel's lie. He lied about the underbird? He peered across the car's engine, his blue eyes soft and thoughtful. Why? I shrugged, and he pushed his wheat-colored hair back with his wrist. Lavender is tall and hound dog skinny. He wears his hair combed up in front like he's speeding through life. Have you asked him? No, I said. Mostly the colonel won't talk till he's ready. Lavender's handsome in the NASCAR way, and if I was old enough, I'd snatch him up and marry him before sundown. I've asked him plenty of times already, starting the day I turned six. He always laughs and says, I'm too young. Lavender is 19 and dangerous close to being a man. It's not like the colonel to lie, he said. Of course, he's always been a mystery. We don't really know where he's from or who his folks are, he flushed. "'I didn't mean that the way it sounded, Mo,' he said quick. "'What I mean is...' "'I know what you mean.' "'I tossed an acorn at the bird bath. "'The colonel and me ain't true family. "'Everybody knows that.' "'You are family,' he said. "'You're not just... "'You're just not blood, is all. "'And blood don't count for much anyway. "'Look at Mason and me.' "'Lavender calls his daddy by his first name. "'But as far as I know, he's never called him that to his face.' Lavender slammed out his daddy's house the day he turned 18 and hasn't been back. He moved here the same day. Lavender's house is old with a patched roof, but his pride shows in the way the porch stays swept and the daylilies never want tending. His hand-lettered business sign stands in the front yard, Auto Dock, We Make House Calls. He keeps the Azalea women's wheels turning and his grandmother Miss Lacey Thornton's Buick purring like a kitten. "'but everybody in town knows lavender is just scraping by. "'Maybe you're right,' I said. "'Maybe blood ain't all that much. "'I guess the main thing is the Colonel's good to me.' "'No,' he said, picking up a pack of spark plugs. "'The main thing is the Colonel loves you. "'Miss Lana does, too.' "'Speaking of Miss Lana.' "'She's fine,' I said. "'She's in Charleston with Cousin Gideon.' "'Don't worry,' he said easily. "'She can't stay away from you very long.' "'I know. "'I just wish she wouldn't go away.' He dove back under the hood. How's your autobiography coming? He asked. I'm still in the research stage, I admitted. Miss Lana gave me a newspaper article before she left about my coming to town. Your daddy's got some quotes in it. Really? I'd be curious to see that. Lavender? Curious about me? I smiled. Truth is, autobiography is harder than I expected. Maybe because I got so many fill in the blanks. Yeah, he said. I'm more of a multiple choice man myself. An easy silence fell between us. Hey, Lavender, I said after a while. That new girlfriend of yours, what's her name? Candy? Taffy? You may not know it, but a girl like that will rot your teeth out. How about you marry me? He tossed a screwdriver in his battered toolbox. You? You're a baby, he grinned. Hand me that ratchet. I got to get this car right for tonight's race. Where's Dale anyway? You guys are usually, like, gettin' got one right behind the other. Gone home to check on your mamma," I said as he leaned over the engine. I haven't mentioned it to Lavender yet, but if we adopt children after we're married, I want to name them myself. Naming good runs scarce in the Johnson family. Lavender's full name, for example, is Lavender Shade Johnson. No lie. Miss Rose says she named him during her early poetry stage. When Dale come along, Mister Mason named him Dale Earnhardt Johnson the Third after Dale Earnhardt maybe the most famous race car driver in history. The three in Dale's name stands for Dale Earnhardt's car, the immortal number three. Dale runs opposite his daddy on most things, but he too believes in naming for the famous. His dog, Queen Elizabeth II, is living proof of that. Dale's back, I told Lavender as he looked up as Dale skidded to a halt, sending up a spray of fine white sand. Hey, little brother, Lavender said. "'Hey, yourself,' Dale replied, ditching his bike and plopping down beside me in the shade. He leaned back in the cool grass and crossed his tanned legs. He slipped into a fresh shirt, black as usual. "'How's Mama?' Lavender asked. "'Fine. She's out in the garden. Daddy came by—for a few minutes, anyway.' Lavender shot him a sharp look. "'It was awful early for a farmer to be home, even when sorry as Mr. Mason. Everything okay?' Dale shrugged, said it all. "'Mr. Mason had come home drinking again.' Lavender tossed his ratchet in the toolbox harder than he needed to. "'What you hooligans doing this evening?' he asked, slamming the Monte Carlos hood. "'Tonight's karate night at the cafe,' I said. "'Mr. Lee's coming over from Snow Hill to teach everybody some new moves.' I tried to sound modest. "'I may not have mentioned it, but I'm a yellow belt.' Dale sighed. "'He hates karate night, but he hates Mr. Mason's drinking more.' "'Yeah,' he said his voice dull. "'Karate night. That's probably what I'm doing, too.' Lavender wiped his fingerprints off the Monte Carlos hood. "'Sounds good,' he said. "'In fact, it sounds better than fine-tuning this car for the Sycamore 200.' "'The Sycamore 200?' Dale said, sitting up straight. "'That's big time,' Lavender smiled. "'I wouldn't say big time, but it's a step up and good money for the checkered flag. All I got to do is check out this engine.' "'Since when do you race for money?' I asked. He closed his toolbox.' "'There's nothing wrong with money if you know how to spend it,' he said. "'Anyway, I'm short somebody to time-lapse tonight, and I'd hope you two might help me out.' "'You too can tell time, can't you?' "'Us?' Dale yelped. "'Time-lapse?' It was an undreamed of honor. "'I'll ask the colonel if I can go,' I said, jumping up. "'Sam's taking the car over on the flatbed,' Lavender said, looking at his watch. "'We'll take my truck. Let's leave at four o'clock. That'll give us an hour to get there.' "'Count me in,' Dale said, grabbing his bike. He leaned close. "'I'm going to see Mr. Jesse. We could use the pocket money,' he whispered and winked. "'The reward money. Pick me up at the bridge,' he shouted. Lavender nodded. "'Mo, tell the Colonel I promised to have you home by 10 "'I'll wait for you at the café,' I said, setting off at a dead run. "'Hey, bring that newspaper clipping,' Lavender called after me. I waved without looking back. I pounded home, changed shirts, and stuffed my laminated newspaper article in my pocket. I bolted for the kitchen where I found the colonel dressed in faded fatigues, a bag of spuds at his feet. He smiled as I skidded across the floor and hurled myself into a chair by the stainless steel work table. "'Afternoon, soldier,' he said. "'Afternoon, Colonel,' I panted. "'Thought I'd make some garlic potatoes tonight. Steamed turnip greens with fresh green onions, grilled chicken. While I was away I picked up a teriyaki baste. I think you'll appreciate.' "'Broth, ginger root, sesame oil, a dash of teriyaki? "'Sounds great,' I said. "'Actually, Colonel, I was hoping you might handle the supper crowd on your own tonight. "'That is, if you wouldn't mind.' "'He raised his right eyebrow. "'You here to request leave on karate night?' "'I nodded. "'Reason?' "'Deployment to the Carolina Raceway,' I said. "'Me and Dale have been asked to time lapse for lavender. "'Don't worry, sir, it's not dangerous,' I added. "'I see,' he said. "'Transport?' GMC pickup driven by lavender shave Johnson. Always liked that boy, he mused. Pity about the name. Time of departure? I studied the clock, trying to do the math without moving my lips. Four o'clock is a tough one. Sixteen hundred hours? I guessed. I already changed shirts, I said, smoothing my purple T shirt. I know you like me to look good in a crowd. He nodded. Return time? Twenty two hundred hours. He tossed a potato into the pot. It made a bald roiling sound. I held my breath. Miss Lana wouldn't tell, let me stay out until 10 o'clock if the planet's fate depended on it. Very well, soldier, he finally said. I suppose I can draft someone to help me if we get too busy. Permission granted, but I expect you back on time. Yes, sir, I said. I crossed to the colonel and gave him a quick kiss on the top of his head. He smelled like ginger and Old Spice. Colonel, I don't know what you and Miss Lana got crossed up about, but don't you worry, she'll be back. He sighed. I know, he said. I just wish she'd stay put. She's so flighty. A little, maybe, I said, but she's crazy about you. Just then, Lavender's GMC roared into the parking lot, horn blaring. There's Lavender, I cried. Run along then, soldier. I stopped at the door and turned. The colonel looked thin and old and lonesome among the dented pots and pans. Colonel? Yes, soldier? I think I know what you mean about Miss Lana. He looked up at me, his expression suddenly as fragile and vulnerable as a new fawn. You do? Yes, sir, I said. I miss her, too. He smiled. Move along, shoulder, he said. Never keep a comrade waiting.